Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Gamers Without Borders podcast, a podcast about video games, technology and everything else we can think of when we actually remember that this is still a thing. As always, I am Nick and joining me is my ever-patient but always present co-host, Judge Greg. How are you doing, Nick? How are you doing, listeners? It, has it really been since June, Nick? Um, has this, has, have we yeah. really let this happen? Yeah, we, we, we kind of did. Um, and I'll get into this because, yeah, just before we uh, started recording, me and Greg were talking about the fact that, yeah, uh, the last time we recorded an episode of this actual podcast uh, was would have been June the 22nd, uh, 2018. So if we kept uh. this going much longer, it would have been almost a year. Wow. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and well. technically, yeah, it's, it's not great. <laughs> um, although, as we pointed out, uh, me and Greg have appeared on other podcasts in that intervening time, but not our own. Um, yeah, so we've... we've so let me, let me actually think about this, and I don't know if I want to, but in the year 2018... We we as as a pair as as you know as the the Nick and Greg show appeared on other podcasts twice. Mm. That may have been the same number of times we recorded podcasts in 2018. I, I don't know. I think we did a little bit better than that. Did, did I? Well, I mean, we, we didn't do anything the entire second half of the year. That's been no, established. No, um, no, and and to to get it it isn't as it always is. It's entirely my fault. And I can basically plot my life from the end of June and explain why this is. Because uh, basically, in early July, I graduated from college. That was great. I then spent a couple of months uh, frantically trying to look for a job, uh, which eventually proved successful. I then moved I moved cities. I moved into an apartment and started my new job in October. And I've kind of just been so busy learning how to be an adult with a job that... I've not really thought about podcasting very much, and that's entirely on me. I should have sort of managed my time better, but now things have finally sort of calmed down. Uh, I wanted to get back in and running, and yeah, I, I miss I miss talking about games. Obviously, uh, me and Greg did. We were on the uh, almost better than silence uh, in around Christmas, which was great. But yeah, we realised that we needed to actually get some of our own content out there because we didn't <laughs> want we didn't want that old lead weight known as Doug Coleman just weighing us down. Oh, okay. that's not very <laughs> nice to Doug. We well, love right. Doug. He, he he won't hear this because he's going to be in a shrine playing some obscure game that mixes Final Fantasy and Disney. Probably not heard of it, but apparently he thinks it's good, so pff, he won't hear this. Yeah, some game about keys. That's yeah, all I know. Yeah, it's yeah, like uh, Country Brain or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah it's you know what? Three. It's it's not important. It's really no, not it's, important. I, I really don't see anyone caring about that game in particular at all. So um, yeah, what no. have you been I doing? Mean, I mean, they they yeah, crank sorry. out these these games so fast. I was going to say, who has like time to t- tear? Yeah, you turn around, it's the next week, and it's like, come on, it's like really yeah. honest, honestly, Doug. You need to learn to be patient. You you just have to learn to wait. These things, they can just wait for them. Wait a little bit longer, and you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. people playing this this kingdom something game really need to learn some patience oh definitely because you know how many people i saw on my timeline complaining about how long it took like come on people just yeah just relax just give it a couple of months and they'll put the game out you know that exactly exactly (laughs) oh god they're gonna kill us for this (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're we're all we're we're both going to die now where we the fanboys are going to destroy us and then the fangirls are going to hide the bodies 
Indeed, indeed. Uh, but yeah, um, what have you, before we jump into games, what have you been doing life-wise in the last... Let me just work this out. <laughs> nine, no, almost nine months. <laughs> almost nine months, let's see. So, uh, well, I, I'm, I'm a dad, so that's like... Yeah, you could have a baby a huge... in that time. That's a weird way to put it. That, that is a, a weird way to put it. Uh, j- just to set the record clear, uh, I did not. But you could no, so, I could have still, still just the two children, but I'm, I got my my older is is now in school, so that's that's something Ooh. I had to deal with. Because when you have young kids, it's it you kind of still try to hold on to that that semblance of youth, like okay, yeah, I got you, but I mean they're young, they're like you know yeah. in daycare or whatever. And now now I have a kid in school, and oh the the paperwork that comes home from school, like <laughs> every day, I feel like they're asking me to volunteer for something or donate to something mm. or coordinate something. I'm like, okay, just, just teach her some writing and arithmetic and stuff. Yeah. That's fine. That's what, the, that's what you're for. Just... Yeah. So I, I have that going on. Um, youngest one of course is, is now growing up and, and, and dealing with that. So I get so incredibly busy, especially on weekends. Cause I, you know, I have to take, swimming lessons and, and other things that they're going to. So I, I just, yeah, when we say life gets in the way, life really gets in the way. And then I've been trying to sort of put my house together and take care of some stuff around the house because it's really, as the kids grow and I need to create space for them to actually have activities, it's, it's becoming a very challenging in that. Um, I don't actually have a lot of good space around the house because I just kind of throw everything into into storage in the basement. So I've been trying to go through that. Um, I've been using the. Let's might as well transition to my my point. So I, I watched that cluttering show with Marie Kondo. Oh God, that's right. You're wondering who watches that? That was me. I watched that do, show. Do, do your children spark joy for you, Greg? My children do spark joy. <laughs> my, yeah. my family <laughs> is getting very tired of me using that phrase. But, you know. <laughs> Okay. I'll, I'll tell you what it does. It does the job when you're trying to sort of explain decluttering to a five year old, yeah. mm. you know, because the, the thing about the five year old is that she doesn't really get the concept of decluttering. Yeah. And and we've been through this before where she, you know, she says, I don't really want this. I don't need this anymore. And then you, you take it and you put it away. And then she freaks out like, well, where is it? Like, well, you said I was going to take it to Goodwill because you said you didn't want it. And then that's a whole thing. So, yes. I've been using the phrase sparks joy with her. And then, you know, I, I do it a lot. I also changed how I fold my clothes because quite frankly, uh, it makes more sense the way Marie Kondo yeah. does it. Yeah. And I don't so even fold mine. <laughs> well, you're still living that bachelor life. Yeah. And it's, I'm very limited on storage space. So, uh, yeah, it's going to chuck but, it in there. Yeah. I hope what, what I like about how she stores the clothes, and this is sort of how I sold it to the, to the family is that the way she folds it, you sort of you, you fold it into really compact triangles and you stack it side Ooh. by side. Mm. Or not triangles, rectangles, the yeah. four-sided ones. But you stack them uh, side by side so that when you open your drawer, you can see, like, all your shirts. Okay. So, yeah, you see, and, like, a sliver of I see. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and so that's been really actually helpful when you go to pick out a shirt and you can just kind of grab the one that, that you can see right in the front instead of having to dig underneath. Because there's times where, you know, like I open the shirt drawer and I'm looking and I'm like, well, I can't wear a dark gray shirt because I'm wearing dark gray pants. And then I just I, I look like some sort of I don't know where I was going with that. I lost it. I mm. I was really hoping that by the time I finished that sentence, I'd come up with a really funny thing that all wears gray. I don't know. Yeah, and I, and of... I, was, I, I was giving you silence to give you that platform and just nothing. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, what was I? 
What wears dark gray? That would be inappropriate to look like a, a, a uh, rock a rock monster. That's what I got right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's sure. I don't know. Yeah. I could put, put a pair of black trunks and a cape on me. I could look like Batman. I don't know. Yeah. So, and then you can run around biffing people. Yes, I can. And, and I mean biff as the verb, not the Back to the Future character. Oh, what an underrated character he was Indeed Um, There is just one thing tangentially that I want to discuss That is all about Greg But it it is something that has to to be raised Uh, Just kind of uh, To everyone listening out here Sit down, be close with your loved ones This, This is a shocking but brilliant bit of news Judge Greg has an actual human face, everyone It's actually a thing yeah, so on on Twitter, on Twitter, uh, very recently, I, you know, and you look at your Twitter profile all the time, and I just, uh, I, I was just kind of getting tired of looking at Judge Dredd, and it's not like I have any issue with Judge Dredd. Everybody knows I love Judge Dredd. I named myself mm. after him, but it just it got to the point where somebody else's artistic creation is being my avatar out there, and I just felt like I I was done I. I was just done being a, a cartoon character. You know, I'm, I'm, there's a real person behind it. I'm not like a company or something where, you know, it makes more sense to have a logo instead of an entity. And I I just thought if there was only a better way to, to represent myself, and, and I, since I don't actually have any drawing or artistic renditions of myself to use, mm. I, uh, I decided to go searching through and find a picture that I thought worked really well. And I had this picture of me that uh, I got taken. It was a... I had no idea the picture was being taken. It's not a selfie or anything. Like, I was at a party, and somebody just said, hey, Greg, and snapped the pic. And so yeah. what, you, what you get there is my actual resting face. It's a good um, sort of action shot. <laughs> yeah, and so it was, and then when, and so it was, it was taken on le- le- legitimate, like, old-school camera, and then was developed, and when they developed it, they did it in black and white with very, very high contrast, and I just liked nice. how it looked. Yeah. So... So then they, they sent it to me afterwards because they're a nice person. And I said, I really like this photo. And I uploaded it. And I thought, what am I going to do with it? And then then it came down to, oh, hey, I'm looking for a profile pic. I have this old picture of myself. I shouldn't say old picture. It's not that old. But I have this picture of myself. And so I uh, I tossed it up there and said, hey, here's what I look like. Yeah. And, and I swooned like a Victorian lady <laughs> when I saw it. Yeah. It's it's. It, it was very interesting. I, I had a lot of friends tell me that it was really peculiar seeing me tweet now because yes. they're yes. so used to seeing the cartoon that it's that it doesn't immediately come together like, oh, that's Greg. Yeah. And in, and in my case, I had no reference point whatsoever. Like you'd never you'd never sort of even dropped hints about your appearance. So I couldn't even begin to sort of make a <laughs> patchwork image in my head. I'm like. Well, tall, beard, no beard. What could this be? Like, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I have had beards and no beards at different. Mostly no beards because I was, you know, in the in the military for so long. So, yeah. not having a beard has become a thing. But I have definitely grown beards at certain points of times based on the trends of my current favorite sports teams. So, fair enough. Fair but enough. that was that was during a a non beard time of my life. Yes. So, but yeah, so that's there we go. And I and I, I love the high contrast of it. So because yeah. I think. If I'm going to use a picture, I'd love it to be a bit more stylized, mm, mm, so definitely. so that it's a, a little bit more unique. So it's not just a picture of some rando's face, but there's something unique to it. And I think that picture had it, and that's why I wanted to go with it. And I'm wearing my awesome Superman hat, and so it's kind of mm. nice to put that out there, and just let people know that I have an awesome Superman hat. 
Yeah, for, for, for the record, uh, if you want the slight backstory behind why my Twitter picture is what it is, I don't really have, like, a aversion to people knowing what I look like. It's just that there are, like, no photogenic um, pictures of me. And there are a few people that, because I have two Twitter accounts, there are a few people that follow my actual personal Twitter account that has a picture of me, but it's still a bad picture. That was a picture taken professionally for, like, uh, jobs and things to use, and it's still a terrible picture. Uh, so I, do, I don't want to use that picture. And also, given that my current avatar was a birthday present years ago uh, from John of the One Track Gamers, so given that it has got a personal connection, I'm very reluctant to uh, change it. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it works for you, honestly. Yes. Uh, but you know, I don't. I didn't have anything like that because John of One Track Gamers has never, ever given me a birthday present. So, to be fair, he's never given me one since. I think. <laughs> I think. That was, I think that happened on the first birthday I'd had when we knew each other. Um, okay. And that was when he, uh, his podcast, One Track Gamers, was still getting off the ground. And I'd been kind of uh, flying the flag for him. So that's why he did it, I think, as a kind of a thank you for well, sticking that's by nice. me. That's yeah. nice. Which okay. is kind of bad because I now stick by the hell of a lot less because I'm so busy and I'm really sorry, guys. <laughs> I still listen whenever they put I, out so, an episode. So do I, but it's like normally I'd always try and endeavor to get questions in. And then so many times I think, oh, they've not done an episode for a while. It turns out they've done like five and I've just missed them. <laughs> Yeah, so I I listen when they put them out. Well, one thing I'm really bad about is when they put put out the hey, do you have any questions for the podcast? Yeah, and I I immediately think to myself, all right, I gotta make a mental note to ask a question before they record, and yeah. it just it doesn't happen. Mm. But I see it every time because every time that you know John comes out there and says, hey, we're recording, I think to myself, all right, they're recording. I need to make sure I ask a question, and that mm. just doesn't happen. Exactly. Anyway, anyway, moving on with what I've been doing because we've been talking about. Lots of random stuff now. Um, yes. So video game-wise, I have started Detroit Become Human. I've made it probably an hour and a half into the game because... Hang this on a is, second. What? Weren't you playing this back in December? <laughs> I was playing this back in December. Here's the problem. Here's the problem, Nick. I I, I don't like that after you finish a, a chapter of the game, oh, it yes. shows you all the different decision trees and especially shows you the ones that you miss. Or, oh, and this this is what the game does. Like, sometimes certain dialogue choices get unlocked based on things you've discovered and noted. And mm. if one is still locked, they actually show you there's a locked dialogue option. Oh. So for a Te- person teasing. like me, yeah, that is unacceptable. So I go back and I replay the chapter over and over again until I've unlocked that dialogue option. But the problem is... Sometimes those dialogue options were unlocked in previous chapters. So if I can't figure out a way to unlock it in the current chapter, I start going back and unlocking mm. it. And so I've I've done a lot, a, a, a very unhealthy amount of replaying in Oof. Detroit Become Human that has made my progress so incredibly slow. But, I mean, it's fun. It's fun, clearly, because yeah, I'm doing yeah. it, and I'm, I'm playing through these same chapters over and over and over again, trying to find different stuff. But it's it's really what I what I'm finding is becoming the issue is that I won't move on to the next chapter until I have completed the previous chapter to my satisfaction uh-huh. and have seen all the choices and then have decided mm. what I like best and then gone back and done that. Yeah. And that has made that has made progress so incredibly slow that yeah even though this is the game I was playing in December I have made um, 
very very little progress in it since then mm. because i've i have gone back and replayed the beginning chapters at, at least 10 times between here and there yeah. but in another in other news i have been playing an old favorite disneyland adventures oh lord so it's yeah it's a it's a child game it was it was a connect game uh, for the Xbox. It is an Xbox exclusive. So for all those people out there that say Xbox doesn't have exclusives, <laughs> Disneyland Adventures. Ooh, but ten, IGN ten out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, it, I mean, it, I got it on sale, but it was. A, it's a fun game. I've been using it to try to teach my older daughter how to play video games because uh, she's mm. she's big on her tablet and she can play tablet and touchscreen games and and those infinite runners and stuff like that. But I I kind of wanted to get her a game where she could learn the the dual stick controls. Yes. In a, in a very like low pressure situation where she doesn't have to worry about getting attacked by enemies and stuff. Mm. And that's that's Disneyland Adventures because the the basics of it. I mean, it's 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 clearly was originally a, a Connect game because they ask you to do a lot of stuff that doesn't really make a lot of sense without a Connect. But uh, yeah, they they've since made it so you can use a controller to play the game, and that's what we do. But you, the point is, you you run around Disneyland and you interact with all the different characters, and most of them give you fetch quests and. Some of them will give you a, a mission that you have to go into the game and play a uh, you play you play a version of the of the of a ride or something. It, it's it's not like you actually sit in the ride and see it from first person point of view. Like when you go to the Matterhorn, then you'll actually be skiing and snowboarding down a mountain, and actual Yetis will be there and 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 they'll be throwing stuff at you. So they they adapt it a bit, and Goofy shows up in there for some reason. Ooh, and anyway, so it could well be one of the seventeen thousand Kingdom Hearts spinoffs. To be fair, it 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 really could be. I think it might be a hidden Kingdom Hearts spinoff because there's a lot of fetch quests, a, yes, a, a yes. lot of them. Just about everybody will come up to you and say, "Hey, could you help me? I'm looking for my books or my teak set." And then you have to go running around Disneyland trying to find these things <laughs> and then bring them back to Alice. And she thanks you, and then she asks you to find her ribbon or something. And you're like, oh, come on, Alice, help me to help you. Exactly. Like, why, 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 if you're doing a fetch quest, would you not just tell me everything you're missing? And then let me go find it all instead of just, just telling me one thing at a time. That's not helpful at all. No, I suppose unless she wants you to feel good about yourself, so you come back and you feel good yeah. that you've completed the task. But anyway, it's it's a two-player game that I can play with my daughter and that helps mm. her learn dual-stick controls uh, in a very low-pressure environment where nothing's going to attack her. Nothing's. I mean, you're just running around Disneyland, so you know there's not a lot going on. But she's, she's yeah. doing okay with that, and, and that's been fun. She likes playing it. Mm. Uh, let's see. What else have I been watching? I've been watching My Little Pony because I have oh, a daughter. I, I oh, actually yeah, that, I yeah, just that's, saw... That's, I the, just that's saw, the reason, Greg. Oh, yeah, that's definitely yeah. the reason. No, it, it took me a while to actually let her watch My Little Pony, and specifically because <laughs> of the other fan base. Uh, yeah, mm, mm, yeah. It, I was I was very hesitant because you know she she was interested and she'd hear about it from her friends and she'd want to watch it. I'm like, oh, I don't I don't know. And she goes, well, what's wrong with it? Like, well, there's nothing wrong with the show per oh. se. It's the fans that are dudes my age. That's the part that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I don't want to put down any bronies who might be listening to the show, but you, you have to understand that 
I've I've watched the entire series except for the newest season because it's not on Netflix yet. But I've watched the full series and I just watched the movie. And I'm gonna be honest, as an adult, I don't find an awful lot for me there. And so, if 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 it makes you happy, that's great. But you understand that as 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 a parent, shared interests between middle aged men and my young five-year-old daughter concern me. Mm, yeah. I'm, uh, so, I'm with you on that. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, and I, I understand that, like, I don't like to really tell people what they are and are not allowed to be fans of. And, yeah. you know, and there are some cases where there could be a TV show that might be skewed a little younger, but might actually be a good show that an adult could enjoy. Um, yeah, yeah, like a, a lot of shows. Or even yeah, a lot of, Young like, Justice is a, is a good example of one where I like that show. And I, I yeah. understand it's sort of it's meant for the the younger audience, but it's well done. Um, yeah. There's that new Carmen San Diego on Netflix. And that's pretty good. Mm. But yeah, so if you look at a lot of Disney films, they often slip in quite a few adult jokes that right. are deliberately done so that a child is not really going to catch them. But to the poor suffering parent that's been dragged along, they're right. going to get a chuckle out of it. So yeah, yeah it's, I think it's, it's quite. It's, a- it, you know, Disney movies should be at least a little bit interesting for the parent watching. Because, mm. quite frankly, you know, obviously, I, I wouldn't watch these movies if I didn't have kids. I didn't watch Disney movies for a long, long time. And now I've been playing super catch-up because now I have young girls and they want to watch all the Disney movies. But mm. anyway, so that's that's enough. So if you are a brony, I'm, I don't mean any disrespect, but you do have to see where from the outside looking in, that would be concern to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, that's, a, that's a good line to draw. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, uh, Gotham. I've been watching Gotham. That's Ooh. something. Mm, I'm, I'm trying to catch up because they're doing the final season now, and so oh, I watched wow. the I watched the first season, and then I sort yeah. of lost total interest. And everyone mm. kept telling me it got better, and I I, I just yeah. remember thinking I have I have so many shows to watch. Uh, it mm. did get better. Uh, did it become good? I haven't decided yet, but it did become better. Yeah, because yeah, I watched like. The first maybe two seasons, because I think, quite surprisingly, it was on uh, free-to-air television in the UK. And even oh, wow. though I'm not not a DC fan at all, I know bits about Batman, I know quite a lot of sort of Batman villains. I enjoyed it, but I felt like, because he was a kid, like Bruce Wayne was not a compelling character, that, that much of a compelling character to follow. And all of these sort of early villains, before they came villains... They were really heavy-handed with, like, you all know where what these people are going to turn into, so we'll just really sort of, <laughs> oh, look, the Catwoman is really like a cat. Oh, look, the Riddler really likes puzzles. And it's like, oh, <laughs> a bit more nuance would have been nice. Yeah, they're they're a bit on the nose. That's true. Yeah, but I think fundamentally it was a case of I'm not a massive DC fan. Like, I know, I think, are they in the process now of introducing the Joker if they've not done so already? So, uh... I would describe, and I'm I'm on season four right now. But what they've done is they've created a character which they they made, which was sort of a proto Joker. Okay. And uh, they they ended up killing off that character. Spoilers. They ended up killing off that character in the second season, pretty quick in the second season mm. too. And so there was a lot of speculation about well. Is he not the Joker? And they kind of made a point of that show to say, like, he inspired a lot of people who were also sick, so any one of these people might be Ah, the Joker that we know. But Mm. then third season, they brought him back to life again. And I'm pretty sure I've seen him in promo art 
uh, with a white face and green hair and a purple suit. So yes, yeah. they did introduce mm. the Joker in Gotham, and it was a yeah. I think it was I the saw one headline somewhere. Yeah, sorry, it was it was the one character from season one that everyone thought was going to be the Joker, and they just they they teased it, they shut down, shut it down, um, because and that was in the point of time where they were kind of killing everybody off who was going to be in the movies, just so nobody got confused. Yeah, and then. And then the movies kind of did what the movies did, and they're like, "Okay, we can bring some of these people back again." It's, yeah, <laughs> that's and that's what happened. So yeah. they brought it; they just brought him back from the dead, uh, legitimately from the dead. And well, here we are now. We, now there's a Joker in Gotham. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, uh, for me, in terms of games wise, it's really only been two games because I've just discovered how little time there is for games when you have a full time job. Uh, <laughs> One I won't dwell on too much, and one I will probably dwell on a lot, but also be quite vague. Uh, the first uh, major game I've been playing is Ace Combat 7. I was sort of vaguely aware of the Ace Combat games, which are sort of uh, arcade fighter jet uh, games. Uh, I've been sort of aware of them, but I just kind of wanted to play something kind of sort of I could pick up and put down and that didn't have a kind of big story to jump into, so I picked this up, and it's... It's it's not like it doesn't have a hugely compelling story and the story's quite hammy, but like the physics and how it plays is really fun. Like getting into a dogfight is really really good. Like it is quite it's quite easy to get into the sort of basic controls and it's just about skill. I've got I'm a bit of a I'm sort of a bit of a sucker for military stuff generally, and I quite like that because um, in Mm-hmm. In the game, a lot of the aircraft that are in it are real aircraft, so that will have little bits of information, and you get like all different variants of different aircraft. So that kind of that appeals to me, and I almost wish there was like, you know, how in a lot of games you can sort of pick up notes and you make like a compendium that no one normally ever reads about kind of loads of background information. Yeah. If this game had that, I would just sit and read through it all because I'd happily read about every different variant of the F eighteen and and the F thirty five and whatever. So, but it doesn't have that. <laughs> That's um, too bad. Yeah. That seems like that's that's money left on the table. Yeah, yeah. But um so yeah, that's that's good fun. I will say the difficulty kind of it is a bit of a weird difficulty curve sometimes I found that I could breeze through like four missions on the trot and then get stuck in one for ages. And there is kind of an aspect of you don't just like there's multiple planes in the game but you have to start thinking about what is the best plane and what is the best weapons loadout to choose for this given mission. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're if you're doing a massive if you're doing a level where it's like you've got to destroy as many targets as possible, there's little point bringing a stealth aircraft because that's not going to help you. You just need firepower. So right. there is a little bit of sort of a strategic aspect to you, and it is quite nice that even though there is quote unquote currency to buy sort of upgrades and planes, it's it's all earned in game. There's no microtransactions. Oh no, it's, micro no yeah, microtransactions to buy the giving you targets to work towards by saying, oh, this costs 500,000 or whatever. And obviously with it being an arcade game, you can kind of replay missions over and over to yeah. uh, get money. So I was grinding yeah. like hell to get a stealth fighter, which I then realized I didn't need. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. I wanted to get the F-22, but it was too expensive. But um, yeah. So, so art does mimic real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, sh- surely the, um, well, no, surely the most expensive plane is... Uh, whatever plane is the whatever plane the like joint fighter program is making, it's like the successor to the F eighteen or something. Yeah, isn't that uh, isn't that the aircraft that's famously gone massively over budget? Yes. Well, I yeah, mean, that is, 
Most yeah, defense that, expenses go massively over yeah, budget. That is, that is the F-35, isn't it? I, I don't remember if it was the F-35 or not. Yeah, but yeah, I was going to so, say yeah, and I realized I don't know that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, submarines, planes, very different. Yeah, very, very different. Yeah. But no, the big thing I want to talk about, and the thing that I scrambled to make sure I played, because it kind of come out and I'd forgotten about it, is episode two of Life is Strange 2. Oh, you know, I have not even played Life is Strange. How awful is that? Yeah, Uh, to be fair, I, like, it weirdly came out to, like, no announcement. I found out, thanks to Almost Better Than Silence, downloaded it onto my PlayStation, and was like, I'll get round to it, I'll get round to it, and kind of didn't, and then I was like, no, I have a fixed deadline for this podcast, I want to make sure it's it's done, so I did it, I finished it in two evenings. It was quite short, um, even for, like, even for... Uh, a Life is Strange episode, like it was yeah. definitely shorter than episode one. I was kind of, uh-huh. I was waiting. I'll, I'll keep this vague. I won't go into story elements, but I'll keep it vague. But like, I was waiting for a sort of a set piece, and there's not really one like there wasn't the first episode. And yeah, it's. I will be quite upfront. I'm a little bit disappointed. So I've heard in, that from more than one person, actually. In Life is Strange, too generally, like first episode. I was willing to give it quite a lot of room because you've got to introduce a lot of stuff and you're building kind of broader narratives. And I don't think I remember when I said it when I played at the time that, like, if you look at the first episode of the first game, which is obviously so critically applauded by us and by a lot of people, it's slow to get going. It, it is seen as one of the weaker links. So I was willing to give it some kind of some slap. But episode two, it's just... I've realised I'm not... I don't like the characters. No. I've, and I've, and it's, it's yeah. a classic thing of, like, this almost feels like it should be the first game in a series of the studio is finding its feet and kind of working out what works and telling quite a basic story. But it's like, this is the same studio that made a really incredible, really good, self-contained, really affecting story in the first game. And I'm like, what? This is... It's so, it's so bland, and I think... Part of the problem, and I think one of the reasons why the first game worked, is that it wasn't that large in scope. Like, even in terms of locations, throughout the entire first season, you probably go to about five different places. Whereas, because the sort of general overarching plot of of the second game is like it's kind of pretty much like a road trip, you're going to a lot more locations, but you're meeting a lot less characters, and it means the characters you do meet are not very well developed purely because they don't uh, hang around for long. right right that's yeah oh, that's like, too bad the depth of characters is always what life is strange had and i think they've lost it here and the thing that really bugs me is obviously the general premise it follows two two brothers uh, uh two brothers that are kind of traveling along and the problem is like children in games are almost always uniformly annoying because children can be annoying and they're written to be annoying but uh-huh. nevertheless like you can still have an interesting arc with it, and I think the problem is that I think a game that did it f- that did it fantastically was the recent God of War, where you had Atreus, right. Kratos, yeah. and some which goes on a really interesting and really well executed arc of kind of where you'd what you'd expect a child to behave like, and he's being a bit childish and whiny, but then goes in a very interesting direction. Whereas with Life is Strange Two, they're stuck with the whiny annoying phase. And I want I want that to change because I, I get that the whole point of this game, like the overarching theme, is like a coming of age story. But I need I want that narrative change to happen. 
because I don't like the characters as they are. Like I, they feel really one dimensional. Oh, that's. I mean, when, yeah. when life is strange. It lives and dies by the characters. Yes, and I don't have to like them. I did not like Max. I don't know if we've ever talked about that. I, it's but, still, it's not come up. I, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. So yeah, I didn't really like Max all that much. And mm. uh, to be honest, I I didn't really like Chloe all that much either. But they were three dimensional mm. and compelling characters, and so I was able to. I, I shouldn't say I. I was about to say I was able to press on, but it's like it's not like it was a trudge. I actually liked it quite a bit. I was I was able yeah. to sort of work past my dislike of the characters because, mm. I mean, when you think about. Most of media, there's a lot of people I don't like that are portrayed on TV, and I still want to see what happens with them. Exactly. So that's it's just but, it's um, disappointing yeah, to one, hear, and I, you're not unique in that a lot of people who've played it have is, told is me Audrey very, very similar things. Shift? So it's just because unfortunately, it looks like Don't Nod just sort like of a... hasn't quite recaptured that magic yet. Yes, yeah, exactly that, exactly that. But, um, the one difference that I've seen from the first game, and it kind of, it was only when I finished episode two and got to the results screen that I realised that this, much more than the first game, and this isn't a new trope in sort of narrative games, it's kind of saying if you make certain decisions at an earlier point, there are paths later down the line that are completely shut to you. Mm-hmm. And yes, the that's thing the that, sort of thing that drives me insane as a gamer, yes. Yeah. And it was funny. It was funny hearing you talk about Detroit. How saying you went and went back to do all that, and I'm I'm very much the opposite. And without giving away any details, I finished episode two with what is objectively the worst ending. But I'm not going to go back and replay it because when I play through all the episodes the first time, I want to do everything on my first attempt. Because if I go back and I try and get what is the best narrative. I'm going to have, like, two parallel experiences going into the subsequent episodes, so I, like, I want to play them in one go, but what really struck me was almost as soon as the credits started rolling on episode two, I dug up the um, outside extra uh, discussion video they did in episode two, Uh and within about five minutes, they were discussing huge aspects of the story that I just hadn't seen because of certain decisions I'd made. So I think... Comparing the first game to the second game, the decisions are less self-contained. They will have more knock-on effects. Because I think in in the first game, a lot of the decisions were very binary. And because you could see every outcome thanks to the time rewinding, it couldn't kind of have huge knock-on effects. Whereas because I think by the nature of the second game, the consequences can be more hidden, they've been able to do more with it. Uh-huh. But yeah, the the time rewinding aspect of the first game certainly made sure that people saw a lot more of the game than yeah. than most, you know, because mm. e- even even if you knew what decision you were going to make, everybody had the same instinct. I'm yeah. going to do this thing and see what happens first. Yeah, I mean that's how I got does... to see Warren beat the living tar out of Nate like 15 times in a row <laughs> before I finally stopped him. But man, that yeah. was fun to watch. Yeah. That is the thing that I've come in, that losing that, you kind of... I found myself playing it safe a lot more, because I'm like, well, I don't have a do-over here, and I'm not someone that's going to quick quick save and quick load, because I think that ruins the uh, ruins the kind of atmosphere. Yeah, See, I, I, don't, I definitely don't do a quick save, quick load, unless, uh, unless I legitimately press the wrong button. That's happened to yes. me before, where I wanted yeah. to pick one choice, and just for whatever reason, I just didn't, and I hit the wrong button, or I wasn't thinking it through, or I thought it was a different button. 
and then they pick a different choice. And I, well, no, 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 because that's going to bother me now. Now I have to go back mm. and reload. But yeah, but yeah, I my my general way I play through the games is I play through the episode once because I want to have the cold playthrough. Yeah, and then I will play uh, play it a second time, and I go back and do the opposite choices. And then usually I'll do a third playthrough again just to sort of get myself refreshed of what's going on. Uh, because if you, if you if you do your first blind playthrough, then your opposite playthrough, and then you really have a hard time, like you said, with parallel trains of thought going into the next episode. Mm. So I do the blind playthrough. I do the opposite playthrough. And then I, I go through and I do the playthrough where it's like I just kind of go with my instinct, and that's the one I take to the next episode. Yeah, yeah. And it's just... I'm and fundamentally... I, I try to do that one just before the new episodes drop, too, so they're fresh. Yeah. I just have, I'm fundamentally a little sad because I had such high hopes and I was so happy that they were kind of... They were trying to... They were, yes, it was the same universe, but they were doing a very separate, different story with very different themes and, very, and a very different approach. They weren't just kind of resting on their laurels and using what had brought them so much success... But I just think they've done it so poorly. And unless there's kind of a massive characterization change in the remaining three episodes, I, I'm i still going to play them, like, if nothing for the basic reason of I've bought the entire season. Yeah, you, you bought them. That's that's my that's my excuse, so, too. Yeah. But in terms of it being enjoyable, unless there's quite a big shift, and, it, and it's like, to be worthwhile, it needs to happen pretty fast in episode three. I, yeah, I... And I've seen enough films and TV and read enough books and know enough stories that I can guess where certain aspects of the narrative are going that could be interesting. It's just kind of how they choose to execute it. Uh-huh. But yeah, so that was a bit of a downer, but that's just how I'm feeling. And I wanted to talk about it, and I'm sure I am praying like hell that we get... Um, that, um, and Doug, if you're listening to this, we should do a Life is Strange 2 spoiler cast at some point. Whether we wait till the end of the season, which is ages, but or whether we do the first two episodes, but I, I want to have a proper discussion with everyone once we've all played it, because, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like, at this point, the, the discussion of Life is Strange 2 is going to be a lot, like, oh, it's not as good as the first one. Yeah, but I think, I think there's still a benefit to be had, and like yeah. I said, because I think there's so many alternative playthroughs like I think you can have that classic moment of you could be in a room with three people discussing the game and you'll mention something and then the other two people go what that didn't happen to me okay which you had in a little bit in the first game with like minor things but I think that's what they've really lent into in the second game and yeah I could imagine there being loads of points in the conversation where we go wait what and I think that's kind of where an interesting discussion could be had that's true but so yeah we will see Okay. No idea of an episode three release date because they're just not telling us these things anymore. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> why yeah. would they? Exactly. Though in fairness, I did work it out. I think it was about three months between the first two episodes, which was okay. the same as season one. I just don't think they advertised it quite as much. Okay. I and see. I, I played. Know. I played season one all in one shot. I bought it so in, in I, a package I, deal. I, yeah, I played it but, in three days. So I'm trying to think, because before the storm, I played uh, in the episodes as they came out, and I'm trying to think trying to think how long it was between those episodes. It was about a year ago, right? Because it was, I think it mm. crossed the new year, just like this one's doing, so. Yeah. Yeah, so. Now, see, did I, you, you played before the storm? I did. I, I played it late, because I kind of, 
I remember at the time everyone was like, play before the sword, play before the sword. And I for ages was like, no, it's not worth it. I'm not happy they've made a prequel. I don't particularly want to hear about Rachel Amber. And then I, I, I came in, I sort of was like, no, I'm not touching this. I don't want to. And then I finally caved and I played it. And it got me as emotionally as the first game did. <laughs> yeah, was it was like, very well done. I would say I liked Before the Storm a little bit better. Because, yeah. well, mm. when you imagine, if I'm a person that doesn't like Max. Yeah, uh, which is news to me. But, <laughs> which, but that that would definitely make Before the Storm uh, sit a little better. Although, yeah, it was very heavy handed with Rachel Amber. And the way they ended it. And I'm not talking about, like, the ending of the story, but I mean, like, the last shot of the game. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, oh. Yeah. Worst decision. It, it it did not need to be there. It was one of the not most at all. unsubtle... Not even a little bit. ...winks at the audience that no one needed. Like, it. it's like when you're dealing with prequels, if it's like... Yeah, like, if you look at, say, for example, Star Wars or something like that, like... Prequels that are fundamentally kind of have a bit of lightness will include references that they know fans will get because they know it's it's nice and people appreciate that. But when it's a series that can be as dark as Life is Strange is and the fact that that final shot is incredibly dark, like, mm-hmm. you don't even see much, but obviously people that have played season one know the implication and it just left a really bad taste in the mouth. Yeah, it was, it was not the way to end... What, what had otherwise no. been a pretty, a, a really good episode. And the last thing you want to do is leave the audience walking away upset. And that's exactly what they yeah. did. And then unfortunately, I don't, there's, I mean, there's no way around it. It's there. It's done. If I was, yeah. if I was the studio and it wasn't Don't Not, it was the other ones. Um, Deck nine. Yeah. Yeah. Did not. I would, I would patch it out. And honestly, yeah, I know that's it, a ridiculous thing to say, but it's not a big patch. It's you're no. only really cutting about two seconds of stuff. But yeah, it's and it's just not even better. a thing of I think that all games should have happy endings. I like that both Life is Strange end on a somber note, but there's a somber note, and then there's a note that's almost like disrespectful. Yes, and I know that's a I know that's a weird thing to say about a fictional no, a but, piece of fiction. But I think you're with, right. I really think that's the best word for it. Is it? It's disrespectful to the people who just walked through your prequel narrative, and it was almost yeah. like like a bit of a middle finger and a bit of a yeah. By the way, none of this mattered. Yeah, and it's like oh, you know what's going on here. Yeah, and it's like yes, I know, but it's not a pleasant thing at all. And it's almost, and I almost think. If they were gonna do, like, and if they were gonna do that, if they decide, okay, let's have the narrative stretch further and look at that element of the story, then devote proper time to it. I would have been less upset if the last half an hour of the game covered that bit of time. But it's the fact that it's just ten seconds and it's almost throwaway. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, what you're showing there in the context of the wider story is not a throwaway comment. But yeah. I think we've we've um, we've we've spoken about that in the past, and I think it is kind of uniformly agreed, pretty much in the fan base, that that was kind of a bad move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, I will briefly because I rambled on as I expected for a while. Um, few TV issues I'm watching: Star Trek Discovery season two. Hey, isn't uh, Picard going to be on that? Uh, no, he's got his own um, series. Oh, his I, own I, series coming. I thought he was going to be on Discovery. I misread that. No, no, because Discovery. Uh, timeline-wise, is just before slash yeah, just before the original series. Oh, okay, okay. Um, um, so this is like original a, this timeline is a, or uh, Kelvin? Um, original, I believe, because okay. this isn't a spoiler because it's been in like all the promotional material. But at the moment, 
the Discovery is being captained by Captain Pike, who, oh, for people okay. that watch the original series, was uh-huh. the original captain of the Enterprise. Uh, and then he kind of, I think he gets like injured early on. Uh, kind of, yeah, he, yeah, he, he ends that. up, he, I, I don't know, so he was in the pilot, and then yeah. he shows up again, and he's injured in a wheelchair, and they're taking him back to this planet where he could you know actually yes. live a happy life, but... We don't ever really get a full explanation of why he's not the captain of the Enterprise, and I don't remember yeah. exactly why he was injured. But yeah, but yeah he was he was the original captain, and so yeah, he's so got a I pretty significant fan base. And I think that's why they're using him, because they don't have to get as confused by canon and stuff, because there's a long period of time where we don't know what uh, Pike was doing. Yeah. And it's also been a thing generally that with Season 2, they're trying a hell of a lot harder to fix a lot of mistakes with the canon. Um, so, what, which is what good mistakes kind of... with the cannon? <laughs> oh, no, okay, there is one really good one that's not a plot spoiler. I think it's really funny that um, that they do it. It's basically Discovery looks sort of really modern, and one of the things it has is um, like holographic uh, communication systems. Okay, and it's like in the, in anything else in that timeline that we've seen, they always have like the old view screens, um, right, and stuff, which is like standard sort of original series, next generation kind of stuff. And there's a point in one episode where it's mentioned that the the Enterprise, as in the original Enterprise, is is severely damaged. So that's why it's not off doing things with Discovery. And the reason for that is apparently that the holographic communication system had broken the entire ship. So that explains why it doesn't have this technology that some ships in a similar timeline do have. <laughs> So they're, do- they're doing stuff like that. and um... So so the funny thing, and I'm laughing, the little inside Navy, is that, yeah, that stuff actually happens all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the time. Like, oh, yeah. you got this new technology. Oh, it broke a bunch of your stuff. Oh, we don't know why. I just don't use it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it has, I will say, it's got tone-wise a little bit lighter, and it's kind of going back to how old Star Trek used to be, and I think that's quite well, That's that's a good idea. Which, yeah, I prefer, like, I understand why the first season was very serious, because it was set during a war, but it's kind of nice that they're going back to sort of traditional Star Trek. Yep. And there is quite a funny moment in the first episode of season two, again, not a plot spoiler, where Pike asks uh, for the names of all the officers on the bridge. And it actually turns out the reason that this was done, that during season one, uh, most of the bridge officers didn't have surnames. Like, you knew their rank and possibly their first name, but because they were never kind of delved into as characters, I don't think they were actually officially given proper names. So then right at the beginning of season two, they're like, right, what's everyone's name? <laughs> Which I thought was quite cool. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's one way mm. to get around it. Exactly. So, um, yeah, it, it's really enjoyable and it's just kind of annoying that it's one of those Netflix shows that they're not releasing all in one go. They're releasing it weekly. So I really want to get through it, but I have to. Be, I have to be patient. Yeah. It's, so uh, so you say Netflix, but you understand that C- yeah, it's a different CBS situation here. It's yeah, the CBS, CBS access for you guys. Yeah, which is why I will never see this show. Uh, I'm I, sure I, it'll come out. I cannot yeah. pay for another online streaming service. I already but have Disney, three. But Disney Plus. Yeah, I know. I'm not a hundred percent sure what I'm going to do about Disney when that comes out because. I'm I'm very very nervous right now about did uh, the Disney and how it's affecting the Netflix deals and now I'm starting to see the mm. fallout like like Captain Marvel and I'm talking Marvel Captain Marvel not real Captain Marvel is going to be released only to the Disney streaming service and it's not coming to Netflix yes. and no so I I don't 
I don't know how I feel about this, but at the same time, like, I also want the DC Universe one because that's got shows on it I want to watch. But I have mm. Amazon Prime. I have uh, YouTube Premium. And so and I have Netflix, obviously, because that's sort of like yeah. the default. So I don't know if I'm really ready to add another third or fourth. I mean, I'm, I'm already I still pay for cable TV because sports is the only good reason I can come up with. Yes. But but you know what? My sports teams keeps winning championships. So what do you want from me? I they stop winning championships. Maybe I'll drop sports. But right now it's the the periodicity for the last few months has been about every ninety days we win a championship. So what do you want from me? Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, um, it's that's just why I'm never going to see the show. Fair enough. It. But if it ever comes out on DVD, which also I know big Netflix series do come out on DVD, I would recommend if you're a Star Trek fan generally. Uh, it's worth watching, and yeah, I also put down um, Punisher season two, but that's kind of only half true because I watched one episode and have been so busy I've not watched anymore. Mm. But I will say the first episode has an amazing fight scene in it, and it reminds you how brutal the Punisher is. Oh, but so it's so like it's so well executed. It, it's like the kind of I think that infamous scene in like the second episode of Daredevil, the fight in the corridor. Right, just yeah, like, there was a there looked, was episode two, the very end of episode two. Yeah, it looked like it isn't, but it looks like a single take, and it's like right, yeah, yeah they they hide the uh, they hide the cuts. But yeah, so that is on my list to keep watching. Yeah. All right, so uh, just a production note: we kind of got cut out a little bit right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg was espousing the benefits of his new internet provider, but <laughs> Pete behind the curtain, he's been cutting in and out quite a bit, so I've probably spoken over him a few times. Yeah, I, th- I think we've probably had a, a bit of that going on, so good luck editing this one. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm slapdash as anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm too busy. I'll just May as well, we've audio. already put the disclaimer in there now, so we can just do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, news. Um, I will leave this to you because I was very lazy and didn't look for news. You certainly did not. So I found I found the two of, of my favorites, and we're going to ignore some of the bleaker news at Activision because I haven't read enough about it to comment on it. But screw and it, the, And the Batman news. And, well, so I, I get frustrated <laughs> with the Batman news. Let's talk about Batman now. You brought it up. Yeah, we Because... I've been talking about who's going to play Batman in the next movie and will it or will it not be Ben Affleck for a long, long time. For over yes. a year, that's been a question mark. Um, even as Justice League was out last year. That was last year, right? Justice League? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. Well, even you before? I, I want to say Justice League was last year. Right. Power Googling, sorry everyone. All right, you Google, I'll talk. Um, so there's been a ton of speculation, and I was just about at the point where I don't even care who plays Batman anymore, but we, can, we just get an answer on Ben Affleck. And in recent months, that, that has been answered. And in fact, he officially has said, um, this is a quote, I am not Batman. So... Oof. So he's he. I mean, he's out, and and I think given at this point, and and he's got his own personal stuff he's been going through at the same time. So uh, I think this is probably the best decision for him. I know yeah. continuity wise, people don't like it when characters uh, get replaced by other actors. Uh, but yes. I think what DC needs to do is not try to copy Marvel. And no, they've yeah, because they're they're doing a bad job of it, quite frankly, because they're trying to yes. copy Marvel, but they're also trying to speed up the process. Yeah, and it's like, whatever you think about Marvel generally, they took their time. 
Like, we're getting to the 10-year anniversary... Well, we're in the 10... Beyond the 10-year anniversary of Marvel. And, yeah, even though they make... I think it's normally two films a year. They haven't... They didn't try to rush that in, like, a three-year time frame. They've... Right. They and did it, it And it took a good solid, like, four to five years before Avengers came out. Yeah, yeah. It was four years, I think. Yeah, because um, it was... Just, just to, yeah. Yeah. Just to briefly interject, Justice League US release date, November the 17th, 2017. Wow, was it 2017? Apparently. All right. Well then, there's that. Yeah. So, anyway, it's it's just the 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 frustrating thing has just been you know trying to figure out how DC's going to pull ahead, and I think the smart answer is that you can sort of do what Marvel did, but do it your own way, and that make solid single movies and call it a shared universe. You don't even need to have characters overact. Just say, yeah, it's a shared universe, and just keep that in mind, but don't. Because this is where Marvel lost me in a lot of their movies, is they tried too much world building in a character's narrative that was meant to sort of be for the next movie. Yeah. And, and so, and I mean, it works for Marvel because I'm still going to go see it because it's part of the shared universe. But where it doesn't work mm. is that uh, when when the Blu-rays come out, I don't buy the ones I don't like. And that's been yeah. more often than not the case for ones where they had to build up more narrative than they did with any anything else. And I'm, I'm looking at you, Iron Man 2 and 3, but... <laughs> we don't talk about Iron Man 2. Yeah, we don't, we don't talk about Iron Man 3. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm just kind of glad that they're moving in a new direction, and it seems like it's working. I've not seen Aquaman yet. I am going to watch it because I have a plane that I have to ride next month, and so that's a movie I'm going to bring with me because it will have been released mm. digitally by then. So... Yeah. Uh, I and I I think they're they're going in the right way, but yeah, they're they're going to get somebody else to play Batman. And now here's here's the the worrisome rumors, is a ton of names are getting tossed around, ton of names, but yeah, Robert Pattinson is one that I've heard. Oh God, and that makes me concerned. And it also that makes me concerned because there's a Batgirl movie in the works, and Kristen Stewart's name has been tossed around. I thought um I thought Ruby Rose was playing um. She's, she is girl. playing Batwoman on the ah. CW TV show. Different characters. Ah. Um, Fair and I think she probably... I haven't actually seen it, but I'm sure she does a great Batwoman. Um, the suit yeah. looked awesome. So, mm. uh, But yeah, Batgirl is right now being looked at to be played by Kristen Stewart, if I'm to believe the rumors. And so now they got oh, Twilight Lord. in my Batman, and I don't like that. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. You'll have, you'll have uh, Taylor Lautner as, Jake, as uh, Commissioner Gordon or something. <laughs> All right, so that's the Batman news. Moving on, uh, so Screw Attack. Are you familiar with Screw Attack and all? ScrewAttack.com? Yeah, well, I'm aware of the YouTube side. Um, I know yeah. I sort of, I know a lot of relatively big uh, uh, gamers on YouTube kind of started out with Screw Attack and kind of that's how they got their break and that's kind of how they then build their own channel, as it were. Yeah, I used to, I mean, about, and I don't remember how long it's been, but I, I'm willing to say it's been 10 12, 13 years back, I was still watching Screw Attack videos, and mm. um, I, I, I was a fan of their content, and I used to read it, and I think some big people came from Screw Attack, and they've probably gone off to do their own things by now, but uh, yeah. so Screw Attack has recently announced that they are completely rebranding, there is no more Screw Attack, and they're just going to continue on as, as Death Battle, which was easily their most popular video series that they had. Yes. But it just—it was just kind of sad news because you know Screw Tech's been around for a long time, and you know I—I I remember all those old top ten videos that they used to do mm. back in the day. Yeah. Be, you know, before top ten videos were all, all over, over the place. 
Although, yeah. that doesn't mean I want you to stop doing top 10 videos outside Xbox. Please continue oh, no. to do your oh, videos. Yeah. Those are great. Oh, oh, Those I are will. the best. <laughs> yeah. I've, funnily enough, just yesterday, I, for the first time ever, I've ordered some uh, outside extra merch. Wow, really? Yeah. I, to be fair, I've, I've always been reluctant to do clothing mm-hmm. because you have the awkward moment of having to explain why what that is yeah. on your clothing. And you sound like the biggest nerd in the world. Uh, however, I have just, um, I've ordered a mug uh, that has flamingos written on it, uh, as in the fictional um, military unit that Luke created. Okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. But yeah. Yeah, see, I will. I will defend uh, outside extra and outside Xbox. <laughs> That's a hill I'm going to die on. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> they're wonderful YouTube channels. They they are among mm. my favorites, and I do like watching them. So you're not going to get yes. too much argument from me here. I feel like we named a lot of other podcasts, and most of the people primarily because they're UK based are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair so because um the only well the only thing I was going to say in relation okay. to Screwtack because sure. obviously. Uh, the other sort, of, another sort of titan of YouTube that that collapsed recently was Machinima, who again I kind of I remember watching quite a lot of their top ten videos. I never oh. kind of got into a lot of their stuff, but even so, I was kind of vaguely aware that they were kind of one of the earliest sort of gaming orientated channels. And yeah, they've collapsed as well. Yeah, and and the, the sad thing about when when these happen is that in Machinima especially, all their videos just went away, and all of a sudden the content yeah. is just gone, and you can't get it back. Yeah. And that's... Mm. I, I just wish there was some better way to archive it, and I know you can't, because that's just got to be ridiculous to even attempt it, but it has yeah. just become sad when you have content that's been out there for public consumption, and it is it is gone, and will likely never be seen again, and that's just sad yes. to me. Mm, definitely. All right, so now now for the big news of the episode. Are you ready? Ready, Nick, oh, for the yeah, big yeah, news? Yeah. Mm, so much. Earlier this week, yes. a, a trailer was dropped Ooh. for Frozen 2. Oh! Yeah, so that's a big deal. Frozen 2 yeah. is, is coming out. It's uh, I think it's supposed to be released in November of this year, if I'm remembering my release dates right. But we saw it was a teaser. You don't get a lot of story, but... They pack a ton of stuff in there. And uh, I, I think the thing that really struck me the most when I watched the, the trailer for it was just the the intense shift in tone of, of what they were doing. When you, when you think about when the original Frozen trailers were coming out, it was a lot of like, oh, here's Goofy Olaf and here's Sven the Reindeer and look at them interacting yes. with each other. And it's so cutesy and funny. And then... You watch this one, and it is, like, super epic, and I got, like, a really... I got, like, a major Breath of the Wild vibe from it. Okay. It was just it was just insanely uh, epic and kind of dark. And even even my wife, when she saw it, said, like, oh, they're going really serious on this one, aren't they? I mean, the whole mm. thing starts with, with Elsa, who's the ice queen. She's the one that has the ice powers. Yes. And she's trying to... to run across the ocean. Now she is she has run on water. That is something that's established that she can do. But the only time we've seen her do it in canon is running across the fjords of Norway, which are not super choppy seas. No. But she was trying to like run into northern Atlantic seas, which are not fun, by the way. I've been on mm. those seas. And so she's like trying to run and she's having trouble because you know the waves are you know, and, and it's it's something that you don't see come up an awful lot. Like you know, when you see the Flash walk on water, this never happens. But 
the waves are higher yeah. than you are. You can't just run up them. No. And it was just, it was really insanely epic. And I, w- w- some of the things that struck me about it, I'm going to overanalyze because it's frozen, but I, I, at one point she took her coat off and her boots off to like get a better, better chance at running. And it occurred to me that that's the first time that I have seen Elsa change her clothes and it hasn't been supernatural <laughs> because for whatever reason, her ice powers can change her clothes. Yeah. I, I've never really had a good explanation on that other than I just call her cryokinetic and just sure, whatever, we'll just go with that. But when, when you think yeah. her, her famous blue dress, her very impractical blue dress that she wears in the first Frozen, she magically created from her coronation dress. And yeah. then she changes it in Frozen Fever, uh, also right, supernaturally. Deep, deep lore cuts here. Yeah, so now in Frozen Fever, which was the Anna's birthday short that appeared before Cinderella, she also changes her dress to a, to a short-sleeved green dress with flowers on it. And mm. she did that also supernaturally. She started the short in her in her blue Ice Queen dress, and then she, sw- she just supernaturally changed her dress to be the... Uh, to be the green, uh, more, sp- I, I would say spring, but I'm pretty sure that's set in summer, but more summer-oriented dress that she was wearing. And then uh, she also changed Anna's dress in that same short with her ice powers, so I don't understand how that is. And she, her ice powers manifest in weird ways because she's, she's she lifted a flower off the table and put it in Anna's hair. And then in, in Olaf's Frozen Adventure, when they're making the Christmas tree and Olaf goes to put the, the, the star on top of the big giant tree, Elsa actually lifts Olaf into the air with her power. So her powers are really weird, and, and I don't I don't get it. But the, the point is, is that she either changes off screen, and ever since she became queen, she always wears these very impractically long capes and these long gowns, and that's kind of been her thing. So it was very interesting to see her wearing something a bit more practical for adventuring whereas you know a short cape that you know only goes down to her thigh uh more period and geographically appropriate clothing although it's still the yeah. light blue but it's elsa she's got to wear light blue but you know nope, it, it looked nope. looked more norwegian in in origin and to see her actually like take her coat and her boots off instead of just magically dissipate them was just kind of interesting to see mm, mm. And obviously, I, I, I'm sure there'll be a uh, post-credit sh- scene where she's recruited into the Avengers Initiative. I'm, you know what? The Avengers would be lucky to have Elsa in the Avengers Initiative. She can create sentient life with her ice powers. Sentient life. To be fair, I'm, I am. Doctor Strange could probably do that, <laughs> or like Wanda and Scarlet Witch. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Elsa is so powerful that when she sneezes, she creates small sentient snowmen. Well, if Tony Stark sneezes and presses the wrong button, he's going to blow your head off. Assuming he's in the suit. Assuming he's in the suit, which is now nanobots or something. Anyway, but so so that's it's it, it was interesting to see. It's it's I I really hope Elsa gets to do some stuff because in in all the the previous Frozen stories that we've seen, both Frozen and then uh, in uh, Frozen Fever and Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Elsa, for being this really popular character, doesn't really get to do an awful lot to drive the story. Anna really drives the story. And you also mm. saw that a lot in the uh, in the Frozen Lego adventure, but I don't think that's canon, so I'm not really sure we can use that here. But, well, I mean, it's... It, 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 I don't... I really don't think it's canon, but they really tried <laughs> to make it seem canon. 
But I'm looking, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't think you can make that canon. I think you just sort of got to let that be its own thing on the side. So I'm only, I'm only going to look at uh, Frozen, uh, Olaf's Frozen Adventure and Frozen Fever. And Anna really drives those stories. Anna, for being the younger sister, is always kind of seen as the rescuer. And Elsa is always sort of all over the place and too emotionally, uh, I don't want to say unstable, but too over emotional is that the right word it's just she's she's gets like she's always so down on herself and she's i mean the the whole premise of frozen is she she freaked out because they had the genius idea of well you need to just hide your ice powers from everybody and never learn to control them the, now they wanted her like you need to learn to control your powers but then they don't show any any way of actually teaching her to control her powers it's really just stay in this room and don't use them and that's learning to control your powers so Clearly, this yeah. was going to happen, and her parents really did a number on her in this way. But she, uh, Elsa, always sort of goes to a dark place and always reacts very darkly. And it's it's a matter of Anna's the one that sort of has to be the steady state sister. Like, okay, calm down. It's okay. You just have the flu. We're gonna take you to bed. You don't have to freak out about ruining everything. Stop creating little miniature sentient snowmen. Hey. You, you need to stop the frozen winter. It's okay. You know, Anna sacrifices herself at the end of Frozen to save Elsa. Spoiler. But that movie's been out for many years, and you need to see it. Uh, it's it's just, it was always sort of Anna was the, the hero, and, and Anna was driving the story. And Elsa was, I mean, borderline support, quasi-villain in the first one, and just really hasn't had a chance to, to do anything for herself. Mm. So... I really, I, it was really fun to see Elsa doing stuff because it's, it's something you don't see her do. She's she's usually just standing around, being very upset, wearing a highly impractical dress that doesn't necessarily scream Norway to me. So, it's it's interesting to see her in period specific clothes and doing stuff. Uh, you got Kristoff running around with a sword, so mm. that's pretty cool. And you did see Olaf. Olaf was there, but he wasn't. He he wasn't talking or anything. So I. I don't think you're going to get away with Frozen without Olaf, but yeah, you know maybe n- no no view of the snow geese, no view of the marshmallow, so no idea if they're going to be in it. I'm curious whether Hans is going to uh, make a new appearance. We haven't seen Hans since he got hit with a giant snowball at the end of Frozen Fever, so I I would I I think he'd probably make a good return villain. As, I don't know this this whole sequel thing is is brand new to Disney. So I don't really know where they're going to go with it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. And then there, there are certain aspects I'm curious about. They introduced in the trailer, very brief glimpses of two characters that I don't think we've seen before. There's been some speculation as to who they might be. I'm not going to speculate with that here, but it looks Mm -hmm. like somebody has wind powers. So Uh, there may be a compliment to Elsa's powers. It might be family related because the character looked a lot like Anna. So that might be family. Yeah, uh, the the setting of it is definitely. It looks like it's set in fall, which makes it. It's at that point. It's got to be about a year after. After the events of Frozen, because Frozen takes place mm-hmm. in the summer, and Frozen Fever also, I believe, is supposed to take place in the summer, and then Anna's Frozen or uh, Olaf's Frozen Adventure. That's that's obviously the wintertime show, and they make it very clear that that's that's the first Christmas that they've had since uh, Elsa opened up the gates. So yeah. that would put that all within a one-year time frame because Anna's, Anna's birthday in Frozen Fever was her first birthday that she's had 
since they opened up the gates. So then this has all been probably within a year. So I think we're looking at events that take place uh, a year, a year and a half, maybe two if they want to push it after the events of the original Frozen. And that's probably more than any listener of this podcast wanted to hear about speculation about Frozen 2. And I could go on, but I'm losing people right now. Indeed, audience, I was going to say, I do, I have the utmost uh, respect and uh, affection for Greg, but I did spend most of the last five, ten minutes working out if I could have stood up from where I'm recording where my mic is, made a sandwich, probably eaten that sandwich and sat back down and whether Greg would have noticed. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I sat politely here and, uh, yeah. I, I, in fact, no. I, I, it's, it's, it's a matter close to your heart, and I rambled on for life about life is strange for far too long. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's even. We, so it's there you go. Even. There we go. A little something for everybody in this podcast. Indeed. Anyway, um, on to the community questions. We actually did get some questions once people got over the uh, impossible shock that we were actually <laughs> still a functioning podcast. So, uh, and the, the thing that made me laugh most of all is, as a joke, I, I used. Uh, the uh, Thanos snapping his fingers gif in the tweet I sent out. Even that is an outdated reference because of how old that film now is. Yes, that's true. Like it's, I, I, it kind of dawned on me. Damn, Infinity War is old now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, we we survived. Uh, we everyone else is dead, but Captain Marvel was like, right, two of you, I'm bringing you back. Yep. For this now. Yep. This is yep. what you got. So here we are. Yeah. So yeah, fair enough. Um, anyway. Uh, Anthony from the uh, Video Game Crosstalk podcast asked, what is in our gaming backlogs? All right. So for me, it's uh, it's plentiful. Life is Strange, obviously. Uh, I just mm. got Spider-Man for PlayStation, so that's in there. Oh, get on that now. Yeah. I Well, I got him for Christmas, so it hasn't been that long. And I'm already backlogged mm. as it is. But I also got Red yeah. Dead Redemption 2. Oof, big game. So that's a big game. Let's see what else in my backlog. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Jesus. Um, well, I've been busy. In, in, yeah, but that's like two years. Busy. Okay, well, it's it's on. It was it's on my list. I actually I have a list. I'm looking at at it right now because I have a a list of games that I want to play in 2019 and a list of games I want to play for 2020. And the 2020 list is just the games from 2018 that I didn't finish yet. So that's Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, The Rise of the Tomb Raider. I, I would really like to finish Until Dawn. I, I never really got mm. to play that. My, my PlayStation died trying to play Until Dawn. So I got I got a new oh, nice. PlayStation so that I might actually be able to play that game. Mm. Uh, let's see. Mass Effect Andromeda, maybe, if I ever feel like it. Yeah. I've, I've played the first couple missions of that, and then I sort of lost interest. Let's see. Um... Yeah, I think that's about that's about it for my... Well, that's not it for my backlog. That's it for my backlog of games that I actually stand a chance of playing. So, Yeah. Whereas I will say with me, I'm very much someone who kind of does one game at a time. Like I will buy something, I will play it and finish it and then move on to the next thing. But the one thing that is in my backlog is I bought Hitman 2. Okay. Because even though like, I have a kind of weird relationship with stealth... I do. I did really like in the first Hitman game just the kind of like flexibility that you get. That that if you put the time in, there is like so many interesting ways you can approach each level. But then I bought Hitman Two. I went to play the tutorial level, and when I went to play it, it was after I'd finished work, and I was kind of a little bit tired and a little bit drained. And I realised like, no, Hitman, you have to be sort of very aware and very focused. Like you have, you can't kind of 
half concentrate playing it because it is quite complicated and you've got to track where sort of people are and stuff. And I realised that, like, yeah, it's a game that I can only play under certain circumstances. And so I've never not jumped back to it yet. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I will someday, but that is the extent of my back- backlog. And I'm not really sure what my next game is going to be, really. There's nothing particularly on the horizon for me. Um, so I, that's, I that's a really in... sad backlog. I mean, mm. it's good in that, like, you don't have a bunch of games that you're not going to play in your backlog. But yeah, it's just kind of like, where, where's your stack of shame? Exactly. Well, yeah, because I am normally really bad for give me a game, I will play it, not non-stop, but it will be my focus until I finish it. Like I did that with Spider-Man mm-hmm. like in about in probably about a two-week period. I played it non-stop and I finished it, and then I did the DLC. But yeah, I'm not someone who has a stack of shame because I very much. It's partly because games have got so expensive. That's also that true. I'm like, if I'm paying this much for something, I want to play it straight away and get time from it. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, there's a few. There's a few kind of smaller titles that I've underdeveloped. Like a lot of people have been were very vocal in the last couple of months about Tetris Effect. Yes, what is that? Which it, it all it basically well fundamentally it is just Tetris, um, like the in gameplay wise. But what they've done is it's got some really incredible visuals. They've tied it in so like um, every time you're playing and you're moving bricks, like the beat of the music matches up really really well and people and basically the idea is gameplay wise it's tetris but it's one of the most like beautifully crafted um games in a long while and i saw it on so many game game of the year lists and it's like it's tetris for god's sake so i was going to pick that up but then i realized they were charging a little bit more than i was willing to pay for tetris so i'm kind of going to wait and see if it goes on sale and probably snap that up but then I'm okay. also sort of, I'm also quite aware that I don't have as much time anymore to jump into a big game. Yeah, like there was yeah. a there was a big part of me that thought, oh, I'll, I'll get Red Dead Redemption Two because I played the first game and I really enjoyed it. And then everyone I've spoken to and all the sort of content I've watched about it's like it's a long old game. It it and does I, seem like it's going to be a long game. I'm I'm not really sure how I'm going to play through it all. But and it's like, mm, do I really want to devote that, or do I buy small sort of pick up and throw away things? Which is one of the reasons I bought Ace Combat. Oh, so yeah. I knew it was going to be quite sweet, quite short, and 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 something I could easily like play for a couple of hours, then put down, and so yeah, my backlog is not. Well, not it's that better that big. way. I see the yeah. the thing I run into is that since games are so expensive, if I have a game I know I want to play, and I can get yeah. it for a good sale, I'll generally get it without really a lot of thought to. But legitimately, am I going to play it? And and it really, I had to make my peace recently with. I'm not going to be able to play every game that I want to play or would really enjoy. I really need to yes. be a lot more selective with, with how I buy games. Mm. Like buying two games at once for Spider-Man and Red Dead 2, uh, those were Christmas gifts, but that's almost unheard of for me. I never try to yeah. buy more than one at a time, and I usually buy games that I'm going to play almost right away when I do do it. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's and yeah, I think it always, it always comes down to time, I think. Audience, Greg may have disappeared. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I just came oh. back. I'm back. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No, it's it just went silent. Nice. I'm like, all right, Nick, I hope you move yep. to the next question then. 
<laughs> no, I didn't, because you died on my end, <laughs> and I'm going to keep all of this in. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> might as well see how the. How it's, it's, you know what? Yeah. Transatlantic podcasts are difficult, people. Yes. It was quite funny, actually. I've been explaining to some people I work with that I do a podcast, and as soon as I mentioned that it's not like people in a room sitting next to each other, they're like, how the hell do you pull it off? And I'm like, well, the internet. Yeah, <laughs> magic. It's a, little bit, it's a little bit iffy, but there we yeah. go. I mean, it would be a lot easier if we were all in the room together, but uh, yes. that's, a, that's a heck of a commute. Mm-mm, yeah. Yeah, forget for, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're already debating spending $50 on a game yet, alone spending thousands on a plane ticket. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Know how I said dollars there that I would expect Greg to come to me and not the other way. <laughs> right, of course. Of course. I got all kinds mm. of time on my hands for that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so yeah, John of the One Track Game has asked It's forever since an episode was released. Yes. Yeah, uh, so no kidding, John. Best... Thanks. Mm, yeah, really yeah. just best movies and games of 2018. Well, so I'm not sure if I played any games in 2018 that came out in 2018. <laughs> 2018. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm looking at the list of games that I've played. Uh, let's see. The Last of Us, so no. Assassin's Creed Origins, no. Did that come out in 2018 or was that 2017? I want to say 2017. Origins was 2017 because then they took. Yeah, because then Odyssey was. Yeah, I think Odyssey was the end of this year. Or was it the beginning? End of end of 18. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So so uh, so no. Uh, Life is strange behind the storm. That one's kind of weird. It came out. It started before, but didn't it? It crossed into the year. Yeah. So. By default, Life is Strange Before the Storm. That's my favorite game, Fair and I enough. guess for favorite movie. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the, the big one, was probably Infinity War. Yeah. Oh, no, I think... I think no, I'm still here. Called... I just had nothing else oh, to add. Oh, he's not been called by the snap. <laughs> no, back. That was just it. I had nothing else to add to that. Oh, I keep thinking because you keep stopping for longer distances. Sorry, audience, for this. <laughs> no, uh, anyway, no, I was I was um, here the whole time. I heard you breathing and everything. That oh, that sounds so creepy. Out of context. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, um, best game of twenty eighteen. This will probably be the classic thing where I'll give an answer now and then I'll remember what actual games came out in twenty eighteen and want to change it. But honestly, for a game that puts so much of a smile on my face, like a game has not done in so long. It's probably Spider-Man, which is not like mm-hmm. an unexpected answer. It got universal claim, and I'm not acclaimed, but I'm not going to say anything that's not been said. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. And again, for someone who's a Marvel fan and knows a little bit, but I'm not like into the comics, but I know a little bit of stuff. So many sort of references and throwbacks and things like that is really amazing. Okay. So um, yeah. And again, I'm gonna be boring. It's prob- film-wise, it's probably Infinity War for me as well. I mean, that was a huge movie, right? I actually just yeah. rewatched it because, and and I I rewatched it because I was curious as to whether or not, when now that I know the ending, if I was still able to see it and enjoy it. And the answer is yes, I'm still able to see it and enjoy it, even knowing the ending. Yeah, I think the best way I can describe that film is I've always said that the first time I watched the first Avengers, nothing made me smile more. Well, even though it's the most, like, trailery shot in the entire film, of the shot of everyone together. Like, nothing made me genuinely happy to see that, because this is something they've been building to. These were big characters that you could never imagine in a 
in the same room. And to see that in the first Avengers was great. And they did that in Infinity War on such a bigger scale. Like, if you'd said to me, even like, okay, yes, we all knew this film was coming. But even so, if you'd said to me three years ago, oh yeah, Doctor Strange and Iron Man are going to be in a film together. I'd be like, well, that's incredible. Surely not. Like, that kind of fundamental thing of, of seeing all these characters together still makes me smile. And it's why I like these films so much. Yeah. That, um... Well, okay, it's not in the question, but what are your anticipated films for 2019? Uh, so, the big ones I want to see in 2019 are... Mm-hmm. And I think the new Wonder Woman's coming out. Captain oh, Marvel. Yeah. Uh, Shazam, which is the real Captain mm. Marvel. Um, <laughs> oh, God. No, no, you know what? No. I have spent four decades, four decades conditioning myself to believe that Captain Marvel is the man who comes back after you say Shazam, and Shazam is the guy who gives Captain Marvel his powers. Four decades. Not quite. Uh, you got to take out the last seven. So, yeah, three decades. We'll call it three decades. Because in the last seven years, they've changed it, and it's bothered me ever since. But I spent 30 yeah. years conditioned to say, no, that's Captain Marvel. Shazam is the wizard that gives Captain Marvel his powers. You can't just change that and expect me to go along with it. No, because anybody who's ever had to defend this has done so with such veracity that they are never going to just roll over and call that man Shazam. That is Captain <laughs> Marvel. Oh, God. Okay. I regret asking that question, listeners. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but I'm looking forward to Shazam and Captain Marvel and, um, I guess, Endgame, which is yeah. not as good in a, a title for Avengers say, as Captain how... America dies, but sure. That was not, yeah, that wasn't a spoiler. Like... <laughs> I don't understand why they were so protected, given that most people I guessed it. They're all like, oh, we, it would be a spoiler if we told you what it was called, and then it was Endgame. You're like, well, how is that a spoiler? Because because Doctor Strange said Endgame once? Literally <laughs> says that, yeah. It's And it's like, yeah, that would only would have been a spoiler before Infinity War was announced. As soon as, they announced, as soon as Infinity War was released, they could have announced that title, but they waited for ages. Yeah, I mean, again, it wasn't a spoiler because, you know, what? So he says we're entering the endgame. Okay. Yeah. No kidding. I, I mm. saw how much time was left in the film. You didn't have enough time to resolve everything. I assumed that the endgame is what I was going to see later. Yeah. Man. And, of course, the other alternative title they could have used was Avengers colon Chris Evans failed contract renegotiation. <laughs> yes. That could have also worked. I mean, this is, this is why the next movie is going to be big, is because everybody knows that this is the last movie on a lot of people's contracts. So somebody yes. might actually die and stay dead. Yes. Or, sort of, yeah. Although, I is still... I know they've said a thousand times over this won't happen... And it would be impossible to keep secret if they pulled it off. But if they somehow got the Defenders in somehow, so I'm talking Daredevil, Luke Cage, yeah. Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Punisher... No, they've all been cancelled anyway, so it doesn't matter. I know, but <laughs> maybe they've been cancelled because they're putting them in the film. No. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., get me Coulson in there. No. Stop having two connected universes that aren't connected anymore. It annoys me so much. It, it does in that they try to be like, we're bringing everything together. And all the other fans are like, well, I mean, not everything, right? Because you got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. out there and you got, you know. I'm the only person still watching that. You are. You, you def- Although I definitely, I watched an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. last night from season one, Ooh, which, which I'm one? still on. 
Oh, cool. Uh, the season one, I think it was episode eight, the one where they found that other Asgardian dude and the staff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a decent episode. But, that was yeah, a decent episode, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It gets better. The, I've said this a hundred million times, but I'm going to say it again. The post-Winter Soldier stuff is good. Uh, where they stop being, like, yeah. normal shield and they start being, like, covert secret shield. Yeah, but is, I'm only is, just post-Thor Dark World, so... Oh, God. oh, yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. That was back in the day where they were connected. Yeah, when they were they were really trying to stay, like, one-for-one one connected back then. Yeah, but then, no. And the only problem is they, they started getting disconnected when they when they started to have really good standalone characters. Mm-hmm. Like, characters that could go into the films, but they're now not going to. <laughs> yeah. But there we are. Oh, well. Yeah, indeed. Um... One other film I'm so excited for in 2019, because I have a real soft spot for these films, is uh, John Wick 3. So you've been watching those? Yeah, I love I love the first two. See, I can't, because a dog dies, so I couldn't watch the first one, mm. so I couldn't get into it, because it was it was on all of the warning lists that I have for, like, telling telling me if a dog dies, and they're like, yeah, a dog dies. Okay. I'm like, okay, well, I can't, I can't watch this. Hmm. Because I, well, I always say to people when I describe them, it's like, it's not, it doesn't have a, like a deep or particularly compelling story. Basically, man gets annoyed, his dog dies, man kills a lot of people. But just the way it's shot, like, in terms of like style and cinematography, like, it's, it's so incredible. Like, the action, the fight sequences are just incredible. I love it so much. It's, it, I know it sounds re- reductive, but it's just such a cool film. Mm hmm. Well, I mean, it's it's uh, nice to have Keanu Reeves have a really good vehicle for his films now because yes, he's I, I like him as an actor, and I'm looking mm. forward to seeing him in the next Bill and Ted movie. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yep. moving on. Yep. Uh, the Monster Closet podcast asks, "What's your favorite kind of monkey?" Oh boy, so Lee, my favorite kind of monkey is an orangutan. That's not how I was expecting you to pronounce that. Yeah. Yeah, I've there is a G. There is a G in there. I like you to know? say orangutan, and that's what I've said. I stand by it. <laughs> Fair enough. I spent ages trying to come up with like a, a joke answer of like the uh, of like a famous fictional monkey. And I realised there's not that many famous fictional monkeys. Like yes, Curious George, King Kong, the monkey from the power. He's more of ape. Yeah. Like when I say monkey, I'm thinking a small monkey. Okay. So uh, I was thinking like the monkey from the Powerpuff Girls. Mojo Jojo. Um, yeah, Mojo, Mojo, uh, Mojo Jojo, the monkey from Friends. Um, Marcel. Yeah, who's a capuchin, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, fine. Um, my favorite monkey is, which is one I just remembered, is I think he was called Agent Nine. He was a monkey that was a secret agent in the third Spyro oh. game. Okay. There you go. That's a deep cut. There you go. Sure. Favorite. That's not even a kind. Of, well, yeah. In terms of what kind of monkey is, it is a secret agent. So yeah, there we are. That's a that's a really weird question, and I decided to yeah. just answer in terms of species, and you decided to answer in terms of character, and I I'm, I'm okay you, with it. No, but shout out to you, Lee, because uh, we I've been talking to him a lot recently. So shout out to you. Yep. Shout out and to shout you, Lee. Doc Prin- Yeah. Shout out Doc Princess as well. Sure. See, I told you. Yeah. Talking, yeah, it's a fun times for all. Um, the next thing is not <laughs> what. Sorry, I was just laughing because it was just you just said fun times for all. It's just funny. I laughed. Sorry. 
Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's no. I thought I hesitated or done something wrong. No, no. It was, just, it was just funny, or... just the way you said it. Just like, yep, fun times for all. And we're moving on. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, the best of times. Uh, <laughs> this next thing is not even a question, but I wanted I wanted to add it in because as soon as I saw this written, I kept testing it, and it is indeed true that one of the fellow enthusiasts pointed out that because we included the gif of Thanos snapping his fingers, that. If you actually snap your fingers in real life, where your finger actually falls does look like you're uh, Spider-Man shooting webs. So, um, yeah. Which is something I'd never realised, but it does yeah. kind of work. So that was from Axelon. Yeah. And yeah, so I think the, the natural response here is that maybe Spider-Man is really Thanos. Yeah, yeah, that was my thing. And, and yeah, just to prove this through an audio medium. Um, Greg. Yep, yep. Uh, I don't. I don't feel so good. Oh, oh, that sucks. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. I don't want to go. I think, ugh, things are getting very sort of dusty. And, oh, oh, no. Yeah, it's fine. You can go join Daredevil and Luke Cage. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm back. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> little yeah. little shtick at the end of the episode there. So so here's, exactly. a, here's a question. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to move on to the next look. one because I think I need to, to, to yeah. talk directly to Kinetic on this one. So Kinetic likes to ask questions on our podcast, and he specifically likes to do questions that are inside jokes that require some explanation, which is, is fun. I did what I did wonder if this was the case again. Yeah. So so he's he asked the question. He says, "What are you? Some kind of inanimate object?" Mm. I remember the well, joke. Well, I do not remember just, what it's from. So just before you get into the joke, I think that works on a meta level that because we've basically the podcast has been inanimate for about six months. That we pretty much are. <laughs> it it does. Uh, however, I have to say so. So for Nick, and I'm talking kinetic Nick. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember what that's from. I remember us <laughs> having that joke, and I remember thinking it was hilarious. Um, it was probably from something in college. I don't. I don't remember. I really don't. I'm blanking totally. And so, yeah. what you need to do, kinetic, is when you hear this episode, you need to go to the twitters. You need to tag me and and GWB Nick. And you need to tell me what this joke's from because I need to know now. And then when you do, we'll we'll retweet that. And so the listeners of the podcast, if you want to go and check out us on Twitter at, at @gwbpod, we will have retweeted oh, that. Look at that! Look at that! Right? And then you'll know what the joke was because I don't remember. Yes. Thank you very much for that. Um, but yeah, unless you've got anything urgently that you would like to bring up, given that I feel kind of bad that we've been away for so long and. Like, we're not really doing anything special, but maybe that's what the people want. They just want a return to form. Yeah, the, I think um, a return to form is, is perfect for us. And, yeah, and yeah I, I don't have anything else, really. I mean, there was a there was a, a, a trailer for Aladdin. Oh, God, no, we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking... No, 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 we're not talking about that. No, no. But, but Genie. Did you see the Genie no. at the end? <laughs> Greg, I'm going to mute... I'll mute your mic if I have to. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's just he looks like a... Blue Majin Buu was really terrible. It was <laughs> just—it doesn't. Uh, he's really given. Okay, given that this is a time period where we've had that terrible uh, Sonic the Hedgehog poster, Aladdin is somehow the worst blue thing we've seen recently. Yeah, I mean, it was—it was very off. I was really just sort of hoping Will Smith was going to wear like a, a blue, blue clothing, like like they do in yeah. the Broadway show and like they did in the one screenshot we saw. And then he comes yeah. out and he's like, he's blue, like he's really legit, super blue. I'm like, that's, mm. I'm I'm willing to forgive it if that's the only time on screen he's blue, and then he does like a finger snap, and then he's you know 
a normal guy wearing dust. clothes. Yeah, <laughs> or, or yeah. dust. And he, that's that's yeah. how, that's how they finish the film. Actually, genie snaps his fingers, and then Jafar turns well, he, to dust. <laughs> well, he, the genie is also blue, so it kind of works. Yeah, because Thanos used to look blue, and then they kind of changed the CGI. Yeah, that's right. They, they, anyway, they did make him look more purple. I just figured that that's what happens when Titans get old. Mm, the color mm, change. That's that's yeah. how I've headcanoned his intense change of of visuals over the the course of time. I just want to see him back yeah. in the armor again, really. I, I don't want to see his yeah. bald head anymore. I want to see him in the chair. <laughs> yeah, get back in the chair, put your armor on, and be Thanos. And stop yeah. snapping your fingers to save the world and do it to court death the way you're supposed to. Oh, God, let's not, let's not, get, let's not go down that road. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, as Greg has already perfectly plugged uh, the podcast, so thank you very much for that, mm-hmm. Greg. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter and see not my real face, uh, you can follow me on at another GMT blog. Um, just before I hand over to Greg, I do just want to do some housekeeping because I'm really sorry that this is going to be picked up on the recording and um, I want to address a general thing now. I, everyone, am using a different laptop to record this uh, podcast. Uh, it's good, it's much more powerful than my old laptop so I can actually podcast properly. Uh, however, I've noticed in the last five minutes, the fan has just started going at full pelt. And you'll probably hear that on the recording, so I apologise. And the other thing, and this is why I'm mentioning this, is um, we may, um, for for the foreseeable future, I, and I don't know how many people read them anyway, we're not going to have um, the separate show notes um, document PDF that we used to have. Um, I will give you the genuine answer as to why. It's because I don't have Office. <laughs> and basically the way we do it is we make a Word document and then we turn that into a PDF. Uh, and then uh, and then that was what we would put up on the link um, in sort of the show notes. Uh, what we can do in the interim is we can just post a link to literally the Google Doc document that me and Greg uh, have to keep track of uh, what we're doing in the episode. Um, but I would appreciate feedback if people really, really liked having a separate document and actually did want to like follow all the links. Uh, then do let me know, and I can find a workaway around that. And with regards to my noisy fan, I'm going to look into that, because I think there's a way I can turn it off without killing my laptop, so sorry about that. That's fine. I'm pretty sure you can hear my furnace in the background when it kicks on and off, so that's... Mm. You know, I, I, I do I a quick noise removal, and that usually takes care of it, but it's it's there's usually a tiny bit present, but I, I haven't mm. heard it in any of the podcasts too badly, so I don't think it really it, it bothers the listeners at all. But now it will because yeah. I've mentioned it, so I have that yeah. going. And there for is me. also a chance that this episode could never come out if I've had some massive technical failure. So that's true. Hey, <laughs> so yeah, this this one might be a bit choppy for a lot of reasons. We've not done this for six months. The internet's been iffy, and I'm using a different device. So bear with us. <laughs> yep. Anyway, Greg, where can people find you? All right, so you can find me uh, and my beautiful face on Twitter at Judge Greg is Law. Uh, you can also check out my podcast that's also been in a ridiculously long hiatus at Real Hero Talks. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get something out in February. That is my goal. Can we? I will get something out. Can we out do in February. our the thing we can we do our Kingsman episode that I think I've mentioned a Kings, lot of times? We had uh, You're gonna make me watch Kingsman. That's the problem. It's a good film. All right, I will watch Kingsman, but yeah, we will we'll do Kingsman. I just wrote it down in my notes. We will do yes. Kingsman. I will watch it, but I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get new episodes out because I really I really need to sort of 
start podcasting again. Otherwise, I can't call myself a podcaster, and I like yeah. calling myself a podcaster. Yeah. So yeah, the me- the membership card runs out if you. Uh, yeah. So this 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 one has kind of got, bought me an extension, but I've I've actually had people specifically contact me uh, via the Enthusiax Twitter at Enthusiax and say like, "So you guys going to put out more podcasts or what?" Like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Now I actually have people saying, "Hey, what's up? Why, why aren't you putting out podcasts?" They were worried that we yeah. had like moved to a different like streaming service or something. So. <laughs> no, we're just busy. Yeah, so that's that's on me. So I've uh, I have to start putting out episodes. So that's going to happen. Uh, for anyway, the brief brief shout out, uh, enthusiax.com, which is our website, which is, doesn't have a lot of content because everybody's busy and real life keeps getting in the way. But we do have a ton of YouTube content still coming out all the time. So if you do want some enthusiast content, check out YouTube.com/slash/enthusiax. New videos every day. Every day, wow. new playthrough videos. Axelon has been tearing it up over there. And go check us out. That's all I got. Nice. Um, as is always tradition, we're not going to say when we're going to be back. But I think we can at least say we're going to try and be more regular. We've kind of, we've got back into, the, we're getting back into the habit. And kind of remembering that we are podcasters. So we're not dead. We're not going anywhere. And hopefully... Uh, with a little bit of planning, and I've just, the other thing I've just realised is our next episode is episode fifty. Oh no! <laughs> so we've got to do something. Oh, we actually have to do something big for this one. We can't just yeah. disappear for six months exactly. and then do it again. We got to actually. No. We... Okay, we got to figure something out. Um. Yeah. yeah. Oh damn. Oh damn. Oh, Responsibility. Boy. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, we got to think anyway. of something. Um. So yeah. tweet us at GWB Pod and let us know what you'd like to see for our fiftieth episode. Well, yeah, it really, can, Nick's fiftieth yeah. episode, not mine. I'm a new addition, no, but still, no. the collective yeah. our fiftieth episode. And it can't be like we can't do a live in person one. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. It, but if we were going to do it, it, it would pre- be in Glasgow. What? Yeah, that is probably just about middle. Mm, yeah, I don't. I like Surely Glasgow. Yeah. It was fun. I've never been. I've never been, but that, yeah, we could do it. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Batman <laughs> Begins there. Nice, but um, so yeah, um, within reason, we could, we could, obviously, we will try and do something big. Um, whether that's pulling in other people, we can, we can certainly try. Uh, again, it's the classic thing of trying to get multiple people in a room is always difficult, but we will give it a red hot go. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like we should. Um, it's whether a case of do we, do we mark where we used to be or where we've got to it's that's there's lots of things we could do yeah but i've rambled on as we as we always do and we cry and close the episode and then something else comes up yep yep uh, <laughs> so uh yeah no we are done we will see everyone soon uh thank you very much for listening and i hope you've enjoyed that we are back goodbye goodbye